now we're about a week out and I woke up in the morning and I did this devotional and it was talking about thanking God for persistent problems. And at that point, I had felt like a persistent problem was well, money, we don't know where it's coming from. We're not even buying very many groceries right now. Definitely not Christmas gifts. And something about that devotional really washed a piece over me. And I was just like, you know what? You're right. We still have our health. We still have each other. We still have our kids. Like, it doesn't matter what happens. Like, even still, God will be good. You're listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. Chris and Jana are parents of three, life and business partners who share their personal development techniques so you can grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jana here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode number 35. We are podcasters. <laughs> we are podcasters. I say that like every other episode because yeah. each number it sounds like, whoa. I mean, we kind of look at each other like, what do we say next? <laughs> so, what? I said we kind of look at each other and like, what do we say next after episode 35? <laughs> That's true. Well, I, what I do want to say is if you hear my voice, I'm sick. I didn't even want to podcast today because of my voice and I'm having coughing fits and we've literally been sick for like a month, but you know what? When you got Duty calls. You take advantage of it. It's, yeah, it's true. That's what it is. I've been locked up on the couch with the kids all week. Yes. So I'll do anything to get a break. <laughs> well, yes. it's not like this. Is, I like doing this. but Some adult interaction. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why well, you always got to make it sexual? You with do. You, with, your, with your little eye. Nobody can see my eyes, Whatever. so you didn't have all to right. give that. Anyway. Anyways. Okay. Guys, today. It's a weird lead into what we're talking about it today. Is, it, is, it is an odd lead in for sure. So. Today, we are, we're going to chat about, you know, how to open your hands to God. And I think me and John have, have, um, have laid it on pretty thick lately that our message is starting to shift to, you know, really the true reason this whole podcast came about. And I feel like in the beginning was like, grow yourself, grow your marriage and hear all your personal development tips and tricks and all these things. And while those things are fantastic, uh, those have not been the reason that, you know, blessings have come our way. Yeah. So this is something that I feel like no matter where you're at, I mean, unless you are totally anti-God, you might not, then you might not be on board with this message. But if you are uh, early in your seeking, if you are a younger Christian, not younger age-wise, but earlier in your following of Jesus, or if you are a seasoned Christian, I think all of us at some point wonder how, what does it mean to open your hands to God? What does it mean to trust him? And how do you actually do that and know that it's God and not your own desires? Yeah. And to to take it a step back, I think it's like, well, why would I even open my hands to God? And I think just some of the places we've been in our life, you can probably relate to. It's, It's the feeling of, gosh, like, something is amiss right now like something is off something is something is keeping our you know our marriage from reaching a pinnacle right some something is keeping or just even <laughs> right a decent yeah compatible yeah. relationship right something is keeping our our spiritual lives you know down um our just our ability our to satisfaction thrive and, with yeah. life in general right yeah there's a quote and i'm probably gonna misquote it but it says that God places a hole in your heart that can only be filled by him. So whenever you're feeling those kinds of feelings of like, ugh, like I'm just not fulfilled, that's because it's only, you're trying to fill it with things that aren't 
him. Does that make sense? <laughs> that, that makes perfect sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we all have pain points. We all have we all have things we want to fix, right? Or and, just desires, dreams. I mean, things yeah. we want in life. Yeah, exactly. And I just, you know, those of you who've been listening to the show, if you if you have listened to our pilot episode, you know that you know we were those crazy Christians that put a blindfold on and said, "God lead us with our walking stick," and and it has been totally, totally crazy uh, and very difficult at times. But I think the biggest thing is we are at a year in review as to like from the time we went to the mountains, like we explained in our pilot. And got an answer from God to shut down the business. For those of you who haven't heard the pilot and don't desire to go back, because I know not everybody starts at the beginning of a podcast. Real we were really short, corny in the first one. <laughs> we were. Actually, should I tell them what I wanted to call them? No. no. <laughs> if you want to. So embarrassing. I'm not going to. <clears throat> How do we mature so much in like six months? They'll just have to months? wonder. I, I know. So quick summary is Chris and I both separately felt um, a little over a year ago that out of nowhere that we should shut his fitness studio down, which was the best it had been doing financially. We had just bought a house and stuff and we had not discussed this and we came together and both of us were like, whoa, wait, you thought that? Like, did you read my journal? Because I have been thinking all of a sudden in my prayers that for some reason we're supposed to shut this down. So since we have a bunch of kids and it's hard to think or talk or get any clarity here in our home, we felt like we were supposed to rent a cabin for the weekend and go to Tennessee in the mountains because, I mean, you're closer to God in the mountains, right? How can you right? not connect by looking over beautiful mountains oh in a gosh. hot tub? 365 days ago, uh, we were in a hot tub right now overlooking was, the mountains. It was great. Now we're locked in a snowy house with the flu with all of us having sickness. Anyways. <laughs> life. Life. So... That's what we did. We went down there. We basically created our own couples retreat. So it was amazing. We had fun and time for us to pray and journal and just kind of do it together, which is something we don't get a chance to do a lot. But, you know, as a Christian couple, it's important for us to have God in our marriage, at the center of our marriage. So we kind of like joked that he was our business partner. It was the three of us down there making plans. And that's where he revealed very clearly two things to us that we were supposed to shut the business down and start a podcast. Random, right? Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. So, so to fast forward a bit, uh, a lot has happened in the last year. A lot has and, happened. And, that, and that's kind of where this episode stems from, guys. It's we realize that really the reason we are where we at we are at a year later today from getting the answer of shutting the business down and starting the podcast is because we learned to open our hands to God fully in every way we could think of. And he just kept challenging us to do more and more and more. And so we thought it was a perfect opportunity to share with you guys how we opened our hands to God. Uh, and, you know, maybe if you're going through something right now that is that is taxing you a little bit, you're like, man, I want to do this. I want to make this move. I feel this move. Uh, but maybe you haven't opened your hands to God and actually um, said, like, listen, like, I'm not going to use it as a stop and go here. I I want to see if, you know, this is the right answer. So how do you do that? Because if you already have a relationship with God, you probably pray and you probably know that's your number one method of communicating with him and asking him. But most of us don't get an audible yes or no, or here's what you should do, Jonna, answer. 
So how do you, when you're praying, Chris, what is, how do you know? How are you opening your hands through prayer? So I read a book by Max Lucado called Before Amen. And it was just a really simplified version of like, hey, like, how do we even do this prayer thing? And I was like, you know what? I grew up in the church. I've been praying all these things. But the insight that I got from that book was, you know what? God God wants a relationship with us. We don't have to sit there and like fall to our knees and and make a big public display, dear, dearly beloved Jesus, you know? It's just There's no right way, right. formal way that you have to pray. Exactly. So I started. Although it's okay if you hit your knees and yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I started a practice of prayer journaling, and we we've mentioned this a couple times. Basically, just opening up a document and just laying it out to God, like "Good morning, what's up? How are you? Hey, don't feel <laughs> like it today. Have a good one." You know, just just really, um, really making sure I'm staying in contact with Him, and so uh, that's how I got my <laughs> our answers as far as you know the prompting to go to you know figure out if we were going to shut the business down. Everything has been funneled through prayer journaling. So if you ask me how I've opened my hands to God is I began funneling all of the major decisions in our life or minor, right? That I felt like needed to be funneled through God in my prayer journal. I mean, literally everything, everything I could think of that was going to have, you know, long-term residual effects and just began to run it by him. Like, God, like, uh, look, man, before this, I would have made this decision on my own. So I'm just going to ask you to guide me, you know, show me Show me a sign. Give me something. Don't don't make me overlook signs and be, you know, all weird. But but give me a sign that's clear. Show me a piece uh, about, you know, X. So as an example, Chris started journaling about he was feeling really burnt out in the business. And that's when he started journaling about why am I feeling like this? Like, am I supposed to shut it down? Give me a sign. And then I think one of your first signs was me randomly telling you on the phone, hey, I know this is crazy. Same day. And you're probably going to be mad at me. but but for some reason, I'm getting this impression that you're supposed to shut your business down. Yeah, same day. So God will answer, and it's okay for you to be like, hey, can you answer me in this way? Like, obviously not, hey, can you like leave me a voicemail with what you want me to do here? But right. but yeah, like I always would ask for, you know, open this door if it's meant to be open and close the doors that are. Even through like my part-time jobs, I would always, on my way to my job, pray and just like thank God for the opportunity and whatever I'm doing and just be like, hey, when this is no longer serving you or me and my family, let me know. Close the door. And signs, things begin to happen that made it incredibly obvious that, hey, Jonna, it's time to shut the door. And sometimes it would be immediately and sometimes it wouldn't be for months because it wasn't the time. That's exactly right. Like, we don't want to say you're going to depend on like literally sending an email and getting one back. I mean, that is not the way this always works. So, I mean, there have been times where he has literally took us to the brink of a decision. Uh, and gosh, I mean, it has been challenging. But I think I think what, what's been really interesting about this is through the prayer journaling, we both realized like God really freaking cares about us. Big <laughs> like, decisions, little decisions. He yeah. really cares about the stupid stuff that we think is stupid. He cares and he wants us to consult him for these things because I will be the first to admit I went to a Christian college and before I graduated, when someone said, you know, when I asked, hey, what's your plans? What are you going to do? Oh, man, wherever God leads me, I'm like, shut up, go to the beach, beach bum, like do something with your life, right? Like God wants you to move. And and I'm telling you, the more the more this guy, you know, has taken his hands off, the better things have been. Uh, and I gotta say, I'm 
I'm sold. Well, and when Chris says take his hands off, we're not saying don't plan, don't move, don't still continue to do things. So with that, since the year ago that we got this messaging, we've had course correction throughout the year on what we're doing by trial and error. We haven't just kind of sat and waited for God to the, you know, send us a phone call of somebody offering the next move. We've been diligently, though, praying and talking and writing in our journals about, okay, here's what I'm feeling our life's supposed to look like. Let's work our way backwards. And each thing we've tried, he's very clearly said yay or nay. For instance, Chris, I think we've talked about this before, but two weeks before the business was set to shut down, we still didn't know where our next dollar was coming from. But we were trying to figure it out. I mean, we knew that we were starting the podcast. And for a while, we thought maybe this was going to be the new business venture. And Which is really hard to start. Yeah. Anybody who has a podcast, if you're listening to this, you're probably laughing. Um, So, and and God very clearly said, hey, and I think I've used this analogy a million times, but I love it because I really felt strongly that God was like, yo, he can talk like that sometimes if he wants to. He's like, yo, you're you're on the highway, so like you're going to the right destination, but I need you to get off this exit and take some back roads because you're just rushing it too much. And so that was one way he course corrected us throughout this process. And like Chris said, took us to the brink two weeks out. It took two weeks before our business was being shut down to have an opportunity that basically did fall in Chris's lap, like a light bulb moment that was then going to cover our needs for the next three months. But what I like what you said is that he kind of takes you to the brink sometimes, because I think that that's where you break. That's where you show him if you're going to trust him or not. And I know for Chris at that time, he was starting to break a little bit because this was the first time he had really relinquished his control like that and been like, Hand, you can't see my hands, but my hands are up. But like, here you go, God, I'm giving it to you. So I know that, you know, what if you wouldn't have continued to go through that? That might not have happened or, you know what I mean? If we didn't follow. Well, at the end of the day, we have free will. So, right. so looking back, like, it's not like we're a puppet, you know? At the end of the day, it was God showed us a path. He He showed us the next step, rather. And it was getting scary for me, right? Because I'm a control freak. And it was getting scary for me. And he was using Jana uh, through like different sermons and things like that to be like, no, you know, like we're not going to go even interview for jobs, different things like that. And it was just such an odd feeling. And initially, initially my anxiety was through the roof. I don't have anxiety and I was feeling it. And I felt that elephant everyone talks about on your chest. And I just, oh, I couldn't breathe. And because forever it had been like if the business needed more money, it's on my back. Everything was on my back. And I remember just sitting there one day uh, just feeling super anxious. And I just like was kind of feeling the anxiousness and the anxiety. And I asked myself, I was like, is this serving you? Like, what do you have to do? You have to do, you know, X, Y, and Z in order for you guys to, you know, have a shot right now. And is the feeling you're having serving you? Are you capable of doing X, Y, and Z feeling like this? And I just kind of felt my anxiety. And I was like, this is stupid like this is not serving me and i and i and i just began to kind of like ask god and pray and just be like look man like i can't feel like this i i need to relinquish this to you i need i need to relinquish kind of the way i feel that i need to control everything and uh i mean don't make me crazy like i don't want to lose my house and all that i'm like trying to give him all these bargains here uh but i was just like take take control of this and and so when we talk about opening our hands i think that 
on top of prayer journaling ended up being like a moment for me where I was just like, all right, like I'm not going to worry anymore because if we really believe that you called us to this, I don't have a reason to. Well, and the cool thing is when you stopped worrying and you did let go of that anxiety, even in the situations, even when he had us at the brink of like, we literally don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, which honestly, none of us know. Even if you have a set job and a good career, none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, which is a struggle for people like us, like me, who do suffer from anxiety. But even when we were taken to that brink, Chris's piece that he finally had really helped me move through and just know that, you know, again, like we're yoked, we're hearing from God, we're hearing the same thing. So having that piece helped move us forward because like Chris said, worrying and having anxiety only stressed us out. And I think that's been the key to the fact that we've said multiple times that we've been happier in our marriage during this last year and we've had a better relationship with God during this last year than we have ever. Yet our certainty this last year has been the lowest it's ever been. We literally have gone month to month not knowing what's next in our careers or in our finances or, you know, constantly trying to hear from him and course correct. And that's why our prayers always have been, hey, we don't, you don't have to show us the whole picture. We don't even need, we probably can't handle the whole picture yet. But, you know, be the light unto our feet, like show us the next step. And he literally (laughs) has taken us step by step. Yeah. And uh... Gosh, we cannot stress that enough. If you're hearing this and you're like, oh, guys, that's so crazy. However you viewed God uh, in the past, just test our theory. (laughs) I mean, literally test our theory. Um, Test what we're telling you. And like I said, it doesn't have to be this big, elaborate, you know, moment. It just needs to be like, okay, God, like, I'm going to give this a shot. Like, I'm going to start funneling some of my big decisions through you. And I just ask, you know, I believe in you, right? I just ask that you guide me. Just just show me. And I promise you're going to be blown away. Literally. He says it. You seek and you will find. And it's so true. And so one way that you know, again, that you're hearing from him, um, or one way that we hear from him is in prompts. Like, have you ever just randomly had something pop into your mind? You're like, where did that come from? But then it spiraled into this whole decision that looking back, you're like, whoa, if I wouldn't have just done that or thought that, this would have never happened. You know what I mean? Like even down to, (laughs) this is kind of crazy, but even down to each of our pregnancies, how everything had to happen just because of a small, (laughs) well, small prompting. This is getting weird. (laughs) But like, I think about Lena, our third was not planned at all. Like right. I was not ready to have another one. We, our second was only like four months old and Chris and I chose to celebrate our anniversary a little early. And before that I decided to do this diet that apparently messed with your cycle and all this fertility stuff that I did not know. Increased your HCG levels. Increased my HCG levels and then threw off my cycle to TMI for some of you listening. But literally like, if I wouldn't have gotten on that and Chris and I wouldn't have decided to go to this weird, terrible taco festival for our anniversary (laughs) and decided to hang out that day, like we would not have gotten pregnant with Lena who now we look at and we're like, I cannot imagine our lives without you. And so my point is that sometimes it's just a prompting that you don't know where it comes from. And not always, I mean, plenty of times we have selfish 
self-motivating prompts, but if your heart's in the right place and you're really seeking to do God's will, I think that he honors the steps you take. And like I said, course corrects you when you are taking the wrong steps. <laughs> so Casting Crowns has a song called Here's My Heart. And I feel like I feel like that's like kind of how I like to start my prayers even. It's like, God, here's my heart. Speak truth. Right. And so if if I am doing this out of my own selfish motives, show me that. If I am if if I am on the wrong path, show me that. Just speak truth. Just keep it simple, right? He wants to be a part of our decision making. He wants to be a part of our lives more than we I ever let him before. And gosh, I mean, it's just been such a powerful experience. Um, so a quick recap would be how we're opening our hands, how we have opened our hands and continue to open our hands through prayer and prayer journaling, um, through relinquishing things like anxiety and just being like, look, like you, you said you're going to take care of us. So I, I'm not allowed to be worried, right? Like you're, you're telling me I'm not allowed to be worried. And yeah, I guess, you know, the evidence has to be built. <laughs> you have to see some miracles to be able to like truly relinquish that. And that is what actually began to happen um, is some crazy things started happening. So all of this to say that, yes, God will pour out his blessings and give you direction and stuff, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Um, this last year, while we've had so many great things happen and literally seen God give us like absolute miracles, um, it's still been tough. And it's funny because when we're on our way home from Tennessee, we're really giddy because we're like, man, like God just showed up. Like he answered us. And because that story is so much deeper than how we summarized it. I mean, we have never had such an intimate spiritual connection as we did when we were in Tennessee. But I remember us talking on the way home. We're like, we need to not be naive. Like this is still going to be hard. And it has been. So in some of the ways it's been hard is as we've been touching and feeling throughout this process, trying to figure out what's next, um, we still have had an expensive lifestyle. I mean, we've got three kids, we have a nice home and we've had to pay for coaching and different programs to try to get us to the next step. Like we hired a podcast coach. Um, I got certified to become a strategic interventionist. Chris paid for a coaching program for his online business. I mean, money still has to happen. And so we've had a handful of times throughout this year where we've been dead broke. So I'm talking like broke, broke, like don't know where our next dollar still is coming from because we're still trying to figure this out and our accounts are low, like down, like low balance alerts, getting text to us kind of thing. Um, and to some people that probably sounds really irresponsible, but I can assure you this whole time it's been with the intentions and with the prayers of like, God, we know you're taking care of us. So then Chris started his online business and he made like a good chunk of money. And we're like, okay, now we know we're on the right track kind of thing. Um, and then at church, there was this series called the Blessed Life series. And so a lot of us Christians, a lot of people, but a lot of Christians start to get a little uptight when you start talking about giving to the church, because even if you open your hands to God, it's a lot harder to say that than it is to open your wallet to God. And, ooh, can I preach today? Let me scoot up here. <laughs> a little furtick. <laughs> a little furtick. Um, so I know that like that's something that in the beginning of our marriage, we we battled in the Bible. It says you should tithe 10% of your income to your local church. And early on in our marriage and our relationship with God, that's something we battled with back and forth. Like, well, do we have to? Like, we got student loans. Like, what does the Bible really say about this kind of thing? Anyways, for the past few years, 
even through the financial struggles, we have been tithing because we feel that it's a way that we show God we are trusting Him with our money by opening our hands and opening our wallet. And during this series, they talked about how when you do this, God's saying you're giving back to Him what's already His, and He gets to choose, basically, through the church where that money goes. And and so they had a series, like, this was all fine. Like, okay, yeah, we believe in tithing. Each each service was fine. It wasn't painful like it probably is if you're not tithing, because I know when we weren't tithing, I probably would have been like uncomfortable during that series. Um, so, you know, it's funny because we're like, okay, Chris just made all this money again. And they're talking about tithing and we're like, cool, check, check. We're great. We're doing good. Thanks, God. Well, then this sermon talked about being generous. And the pastor gave an illustration of his kids fighting over toys or something. And he posed the question of, if I asked my daughter to give her brother his toy back, is she being generous by giving him his toy back? And of course, we're all like, well, no, that's not generous. That's just what you should do. And so he's like, so tithing, you're just giving God what's his but being generous is when you go above and beyond and showing him you trust. So they start talking about different people who had done that, who felt a call from God to or a prompting from God to give beyond their tithing or give where it's uncomfortable. And anytime I'd ever heard that, I was like, how do you know? Like, how does God say that to you? Why? You know what I mean? Like, why? <laughs> and during that, then I finally figured out how God says it to you by placing a literal number for us, a prompt. <laughs> a prompt on my mind. And during that exact service, he told me, I felt, that we were supposed to give all of Chris's profits from his last client. More than my no, profits. All of what his program all, all, cost. All, all of my gross pay. Yes. To Crossroads, to the church, um, to show that we truly don't think we've got it all together, that we truly trust him. Well, so it was interesting. That prompt came after we you know we'd, we'd made the money back we're like cool all right we have a little breathing room uh and you know we are driving somewhere and i just tell john i was like i just feel like my relationship with money is really changing i just feel like it's getting so much better i'm much happier as far as you know how i view money and i feel like i feel like i'm ready to receive it and it not be something that has chains on me and God's like, well, let's see. Let's test that theory. So he put that number on my mind, and, and it is a big number. And during the service, I'm negotiating with him. I'm like, God, are you sure you didn't say this? Because that'd still be generous. Like, that's still above and beyond. What about this? So I'm trying to throw out different numbers to him in my mind. Like, I li- I just literally, like, be like, are, are, are you sure? Like, why? This is crazy. Why would I think of this number? So after the service, I tell Chris, I think that God wants us to give generously. I was like, oh, me too. <laughs> All excited. But that is not what he had heard. And so when I told him, he was just kind of like, oh, oh, crap. Well, and the funny thing is like a couple nights before he had said to me like, hey, I trust your gut intuition. I trust, you know, when you're praying and when you're hearing from God, like I want to be on board with you. So. Yeah, I, 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 had, I had just told her like, yeah. I trust your intuition. You know, your intuition has not led us wrong. And it's just funny because that's not Say how that I was when we, clap, first, clap, clap. when we first started our marriage. I was not like that at all. I was like, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. And so uh, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to test that theory. And it really hadn't led us wrong. And, I, and so I, I thought I would share that with her and just be like, if anything feels like a strong prompt for you, 
I want you to know we're going to make that decision. <laughs> and then here comes this huge number. Give all your profits away. And we're just away. like, what? I'm, I, I was like, all right, babe, let's let's pray on this and just kind of like give it a sec, right? Because I'm not feeling that at all. I'm like, well, I didn't get the prompt, so. Right. And <laughs> then the next is. morning I'm like, hey, so are we going to do this? Because I'm still feeling it. God's not letting this number out of my mind. It's just like almost like that number was just replaying in my head as if God kept like tapping my shoulder. Like that that was my prompt. Like it wouldn't leave my head. I didn't want truly like to give that much money away after the financial situation we had just encountered. But it doesn't matter what I want whenever you're seeking God's will, like he'll tell you. So yeah. And uh, <laughs> he definitely told us. So uh Basically, the way it all came to be is I actually had uh, a friend of mine who's a pastor over, and we were going over something, and um, and he just started explaining to me the sermon series that he had preached on that week, and he's like, yeah, you know, we're just kind of talking about Abraham and how, like, God said, God told Isaac, or I'm sorry, God told Abraham, hey, you're going to sacrifice your son. And he wasn't like, okay, God, cool, I'll pray on that. <laughs> like, he woke up the next morning, got his stuff ready, and you know, traveled up to that mountain. And I was like, oh man. So that hit me like a ton of bricks. And well, because you had, didn't you pray in your journal that morning? Like, hey, if we're supposed yeah, to do like, this, give me a sign. Like, give me a sign. There was give, your me, sign. give me an obvious sign, right? Yeah. And as soon as he said that, like my stomach dropped. And I was like, oh my gosh, yikes, you know? And he just kept like going a little further into it. Like, yeah, you know, it's just, if our heart's in the right place, God's going to take care of us. And, you know, why would he not type of thing? And, you know, we shouldn't wait on those things. We should just be obedient, be obedient, be obedient. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> and so he left. I went down to John and I was like, babe, here's what's up. I think you're right. I think we should do it. And we opened up our computer, put the number in, which just did not make fiscal sense. And we were like, all right, let's just, you know, pray about this. And God, like, take care of us, man. Like, you're saying to test you. Here we are. We're going to test you. Um, not because we're looking for, you know, this to be quadruple, you know, septupled, but we are looking for just take care of us. That, that's all we need. We just need to continue to take care of us. And we just wanted to take another step. Uh, the biggest step we had ever taken as a couple to say, we are trusting you. We opened our hands through prayer journaling. Now we're opening our wallets, which is the ultimate sacrifice, honestly, to show him we're trusting him because that's something that, I mean, you need money to survive. Like we said, we've got family and a house and stuff. So that's a very vulnerable place. And I feel like that's why it's the most vulnerable you can be when showing God you trust him because he knows, he knows our hearts. It was. He and knows as our soon as we did it, I mean, I haven't felt a piece like that in <laughs> a very long time. And I know some of you guys are like, you guys are nuts. No, we were actually <laughs> giddy. Like we were actually like, we, were I can't we just did this. This is and and we, of course we started praying over like I hope this money is used in such impactful ways because ultimately that's our goal in life is to make money to give away for important things and I mean somebody might be rolling their eyes like oh sure I mean okay I do want nice things too like don't don't let <laughs> oh, me not she'll get her hair did don't, don't you act, worry <laughs> okay I'm doing that no matter <laughs> I'm not a martyr over here like I want to do generous things but I also want to vacation and travel and all that good stuff so. Right. Um, after that, this is one of those times that God tested us. Like, yeah, you you gave me the money. Now let's see we were how long till you weeks. break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were excited for a couple of weeks. This was uh, the middle of November. So it was before Thanksgiving. And uh, at that point, basically to make a long story short on this part, I mean, 
as far as getting clients, it went dry. You know, like it is. Nobody's buying fitness. It's the holiday, around the holidays right? usually. Yeah, no one's like, yeah, get me fit while I eat what I want to eat. You know, <laughs> and so that presented its challenges. And I was like, well, surely, like this isn't. Surely, we're not going to use our credit cards. Like that wouldn't be God taking care of us. You know, and so I mean, He took us all the way down to the wire. So here we are, about like a week and a half before Christmas, and I'm starting to get. Chris did better this time at having the peace. I was the one that started getting stressed because, well, one, because I like to buy for people like for Christmas and, and our kids, even though they don't need anything. Of course, that's the best thing about Christmas is seeing your little ones open stuff up, you know, in morning. So I was the one starting to get stressed to the point where uh, I randomly was on our church's website because I like to read articles and stuff on there. Um, and I saw like a little thing on the side like, hey, you need prayer? I was like, you know what? In fact, I do. So I just wrote into the little bot, which I assumed was like a bot or something, and asked for prayer for guidance and understanding. And I was, and I basically said, hey, like we listen to the Blessed Life series and we trust God. And I just want to make sure we heard right. Like this is where we're allowed to test him, right? Like we heard right during this sermon. We're supposed to test him in this area because he ain't showing up yet. I believe he will. But can you just, you know, say like, you're at the church, so maybe you're a little closer. You got a little more connection. It's around Christmas. A lot of people are praying. Like, can you give us some guidance on if we made the right decision? And like, hey, can God come through? Like, is he going to show up, basically? Yeah, things started to get scary. It's like you stare at the tree a week and a half before Christmas, and there's no presents under it. It's like, what is happening? This is just not, this is just so out of our comfort zone. It doesn't make sense at all. Obviously, you know, things totally shut down from a business perspective around that time. Nobody is going to make this happen. And um, yeah, so we were at a point where things got really steep financially. Now we're about a week out and I woke up in the morning and I did this devotional and it was talking about thanking God for persistent problems. And at that point, I had felt like a persistent problem was, well, money, we don't know where it's coming from. We're not even buying very many groceries right now. Definitely not Christmas gifts. And something about that devotional really washed a piece over me. And I was just like, you know what? You're right. We still have our health. We still have each other. We still have our kids. Like, it doesn't matter what happens. Like, even still, God will be good. So thank you, God, that we're going through these trials because ultimately they're bringing us closer to you. They're making us rely on you. And thank you. As soon as I shut that journal, got an email that said we overdrew in our bank account. Negative. Negative. This was the first time that had happened. And um, it was a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. It's weird to talk about. We're being very vulnerable here, but we need you to understand that, yes, we're crazy, but listen to what God does. Um, so I go upstairs and tell Chris, I'm like, hey, I just did this prayer and I, I feel good. I thank God. But then, you know, I did get this message and he just kind of threw his hands up. He's like, that's it. Like, we don't have any money to transfer <laughs> over into the account. Like, that's it. This is a week before Christmas. Um, but we weirdly... We're not stressed about it. That was what was weird. I thought Chris was going to freak out. And he just kind of was just like, okay. I was just like, he said he was going to take care of us. Yeah. Like, I've been asking him and he said it and I'm going to believe it. Like, I mean, this is really going to impact my faith if he doesn't. But right. I was just like, <clears throat> okay. Like, he said he would and I believe he will. And yeah, so we were literally at the point where, I mean, you know, it's two weeks before Christmas. We still have a, a good... in bills to pay. And 
it was scary, right? Uh, everything's negative. We're like, all right, we're clearly not getting presents for our girls. I guess that's not a need. We said he'd take care yeah, of Yeah, I needs. had to finally come to terms with like, okay, maybe this is a learning experience that Christmas doesn't have to be material. Because they usually are just hooked up. Yeah, I mean, of course, we've got, yeah. So I like, it was a humbling experience to think about. And um, an hour after we got that message from Chase Bank, I had a random email from Crossroads, the church we attend, and the subject line was like, someone wants to help or something like that. And immediately, immediately, I just had this sense of, this is God. He's showing up. He's he's showing up. I don't know how, but he's showing up. And we hadn't even explained our financial situation to them. Well, the most I had said was just that I didn't tell them. We, yeah, I definitely didn't tell them we were in the negative. I just said like, hey, this is weird. We trusted God. Can you guide us? Like the financial part of my email for the prayer was very small. Yeah. Um, so an hour later, I get that message and... Basically, they can, a guy in the church felt a prompting, again, felt a prompting from the Holy Spirit, he said, to give to us. <laughs> like, what? And he literally Venmoed us $1,000 and said, Merry Christmas. Basically, God told me to give this to you, which I know sounds ridiculous to so many people. That was crazy. I have screenshots to prove it. Don't know this guy from anybody. And then, I mean, our ch- our church is the third largest church in the U.S. Yeah, it's not like and we so have like a small a church where somebody church. knew who we were and they knew we'd going through like nobody knew we were going through this time besides the person who I asked to pray for guidance. Yeah, so uh, I emailed the guy back and I was like, "Wow, thank you so much. I I don't know what to say. This is so such weird territory for us. Um, you know, do you mind if like we meet for coffee? I would just really like to meet you and just hear what and why this happened." And I met the guy. He was a great guy. I tried to buy his coffee. Wouldn't let me. He was aggressively <laughs> like, no, sit down. I'm fine. Okay. He's like, you're poor. I know it. <laughs> right. And he was a great guy. We had like a three-hour conversation. Um, and he just kind of shared with me a lot of really great things and said, it's really interesting. He has been um, a part of the prayer team at, at our church for years. And he wasn't getting any of the emails. And he just randomly talked to his wife. And he's like, hey, I'm not getting any of those emails, by the way. Are you? And she's like, yeah. Let me, you know, make sure you are. So he got a hold of the tech support, made sure what happened, and our email came in, and he read it, and he was just like, oh, "I got to help these people." <laughs> it was just so weird. And the email he sent us was, was, you know, God told me that you guys have you know, been faithful, have been faithful, and it's time for you to be taken care of. And we're just like, <laughs> what? what in the world? So anyway, we get that money, and I mean, to be honest with you, like that covered the rest of December. So like a portion of us was like. Cool. Well, that took care of our needs for the next two weeks, you know, like, wow, what an incredible testimony as far as like how, how he's shown up and take care of, taking care of us. But we're still like, okay, well now, now what's going to happen type of thing. Um, and then, you know, just to kind of ping, ping, ping from that, uh, it was literally, you know, it was three days before, you know, four days before Christmas, something like that. And, um, I, I opened up my journal. I was like, God, just put the right people in front of me. I was like, if I'm supposed to, you know, close, close, um, close some clients, put the right people in front of me. And I closed three people like three days before Christmas, which is so ridiculously just, hard just to do never and unheard of fitness no. in any way, shape or form. And it, uh, and it was a, a really, <laughs> really great relief. Um, uh, but I just knew that, you know what, he was going to take care of us and he did. Uh, and it was, it was amazing. So that was, 
that was one thing. Um, when you ask, like, well, when you open up your hands, like, what happened? So he took us to the brink of that, guys. And uh, like I said, it's vulnerable to share, but it was just such a powerful experience. It was a powerful and it was a humbling experience because, you know, a few months prior, we were patting ourselves on the back for like all the money that Chris was making in his business and the, the nice house we were able to buy and stuff. So it was definitely a humbling experience to be on the receiving end of a gift like that when that's generally like the kind of stuff, not that we're going around Venmoing strangers a thousand dollars. One day we will be, but exactly. you know, we, it just had been a place we never, it was uncharted territory. And I feel like that was just God's way of growing us again, growing our faith, growing our trust and um, humbling us in with our relationship with money. Yeah. So to, to kind of wrap things up here, um, with our faithful gift to the church, which the only reason we're sharing it, guys, is because of because of the lesson we learned um, and how much closer it brought us to God of just being like, hey, I'm going to take care of you. Just let me be a part of your life, you know? So yeah, uh, we were able to uh, more than triple what we gave to the church uh, in in just a matter of a few days that we were taken care of. And some, some of you might be like, well, yeah, but you just made that money yourself. But I think you don't understand when it comes to fitness. Nobody is going to <laughs> purchase a few days before Christmas. and Especially not a big ticket item like Chris right, right. sells. I mean, it's a high level coaching. Yeah. And so, uh, and so that happened. Uh, and that was just another way. Again, you know, we, we opened our hands to God and we're like, all right, look, take control of our finances. And at that point, um, it had just been, it had just been, such an such a rich experience to be like, all right, we are actually laid out for the first time. Like we are sprawled out as far as here are our finances, you know, here, here is our day to day. Here are all the things that are happening in our life. And like, we never gave you control of these things before, but like, here you go. And I'm telling you guys, I've been on both sides of this. I've been on both sides where I was just like, man, it's all up to us. Like we have to figure this out. We have to just grind, grind, grind. And yes, we're still working. Yes, we're still working hard and managing our time and doing what we need to do. But when I literally took my hands off and just raised them, I was like, God, like just take this, man. Take this. You said you want to be a part of our lives. So here you go. And then just laying all those things out has produced a level of freedom for us. You know, when when you talk about what you get when you trust Freedom for sure, because you realize it's not all on you, especially for Chris being like the provider in our house with such a big family already. I mean, he's always felt the weight of finances and taking care of us on his shoulders. So you get a freedom of sense of like, I, because I know on my own, when I didn't have God, especially, I was not a good steward of my life. I was not going down a good path when I was controlling what I was supposed to be doing. So you do, you really gain a sense of freedom, even though I think some people probably think it's more of a control. Um, But just like the teddy bear illustration, it's just like when you give it to God, he has so much more for you than what you could possibly plan for yourself. And I truly do believe that because I've seen it happen so many times in our lives, in my life. Yeah, and then I I think another result of opening our hands to God has been just this peace. I mean, uh, I tell everyone who's close to our situation, it's like we ask for peace 
when a decision needs to be made. It's like, God, I'm going to make this decision. It's a big decision and it's going to really hold a lot of weight whether it works or not. And so just give me a piece if I'm supposed to do this. And uh, frankly, I, <laughs> frankly I'm frankly, i a firm believer in you know just feeling that peace and, and going with your gut now to the point where I'll be on a phone call with a client who's a prospective client. I'll be like, hey, just put me on hold and just go with your gut. Like, I really want you to make the right decision here because I really want people to... Uh, ultimately make the right decision for them because I know how good it feels to have a peace about the decisions we make. And so it's a peace when we should make the right decision. And then it's a peace that's pulled when we're, you know, going down the wrong, going down the wrong track. Yeah. There's been, there's been plenty of times throughout this last year where we've talked about doing certain things and it just hasn't, I haven't had a piece. That's always the word I use. I'm like, I don't have a piece about this. Something is missing. Something doesn't feel right. And usually we don't end up doing those things or if we do, they don't work out. Um, other than peace, I think you kind of gain a confidence because you realize that if God's the one running the show, if he's on your side, we described it almost as like you have the cheat code to life. It doesn't mean life's going to be easy or perfect, but it's just nice to be able to funnel all of your decisions through, I don't know, the guy who created the universe. <laughs> it's, it's pretty nice, right? So you're just like, okay, if, if I say I believe, I'm going to make my actions match up with that. And ultimately, I, I can't just say I trust you if I'm not going to like just lay it all out here and, and make you prove yourself basically, yeah. right? And, um, and so, yeah, just... Being in a position where, you know, I wake up in the morning, John, I wake up in the morning and it's like we open up our journals and we're like, what's new today? Like, what are we going to do? You know, things are getting really hard. You know, show us, show us the next step. Show us our answers. Like our hands are up to you. Like, we're just like, take it, take it. We will work. We will, we will grind. We will do what we need to do. Um, but show us the paths. We don't want to waste our time going a direction that, you know, maybe our own flesh wants to go when it's not supposed to be that way. Yeah. And sometimes it's a frustration prayer too. There's been plenty of times where I'm like, dude, like, what are we doing? Like, show me, show me more. Get Okay. I know I said the next step, but can you show me the next two? Because I just want to get caught up here. So I just want to keep reiterating that we're not saying you give it to him and everything's magical and perfect and laid out for you. Like it's still a testing well, process. He wants us to trust him. Right. He just, he, he and if he did just give him. it to us, then we wouldn't have the reason. Like this last year, we there'd be a lot more believers, right? But like this last year, we've this last year we've grown closer to him, him than ever because we've had to. Like this has kept us in communion with him. Because otherwise, I mean, we are very blessed. We have a lot of things to be thankful for um, in our lives. So I feel like this has been the one thing that he's like that we. I don't know, that he can use to really grow our faith. And so I know that's a lot to take in, and I know that we're all in different places, and I think it just starts with a prayer of, here's my heart, Lord. You know what I mean? Like, make me your vessel. What do you want with me? Because everybody wants to know what their purpose is in this life. Everybody right. wants to know, like, I think everybody wants to know why they were created, what their special gift in, to the world is, I would think. I don't know. Maybe not everybody, but maybe. but I, I don't think you can find it apart from seeking his will. And I think as long as you have the right heart about it, he will honor it and gracefully That's exactly right. course correct you. That's exactly right. Well, maybe not even gracefully, but, but yeah, I, what it comes down to is 
it's not that hard to, it's not that hard to be like, okay, you know what? Like, here's what I want to do. What do you think, God? It's just not that hard to make that decision. Um, I know it's uncomfortable. Even coming from a control freak. Right. It's just not that hard to make that decision because you're going to see the results. I can promise you, you're going to see the results of, you know, just opening your hands. So I know we just really put ourselves out there a little bit as the crazy Christian couple. That Our listenership's going to cut in half now. <laughs> that, to be honest, that it's been on our hearts for a while to share this stuff, but of course it's uncomfortable because you know, I, I, we know that it does sound ridiculous if you've never experienced this level of a prompting and this level of trust in God. So we get that that because I'm telling you, I heard people all the time like, well, I just felt like I was supposed to give my whole salary to the church. I'm like, what? Like you're an idiot. What? Like, no, I never, I'm nice. I don't say that. No, I didn't say you were an idiot. I said, no. I said they were idiots. Yeah, I didn't say that. Right. Right. But yeah, when I've heard people prompt like, oh, God prompted me to give away my whole salary, my whole track or whatever. I'm like, what? Like, how would you even hear that? And it sounds crazy. And then they're like, oh, and then he 10 X'd it the next day. It's like, what? Those things seem crazy until they happen to you. And I promise you, if you open up your hands to him, he'll answer you. Big or small problems. Yeah. Yep. Big, big or small. Whatever, Whatever's on your mind, whatever you think has long-term implications in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't even have to be, doesn't have to be long-term. Yeah, I mean, true, true. You're right. Little decisions like, do I, God, do you want me to go to Applebee's or Chili's for lunch? <laughs> I don't ever go to either of those, so I don't know why those two in my mind. <laughs> And he'll be like, hey, there was an accident on the way to Applebee's, so you better go to Chili's. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> you have not asked that. <laughs> no, I have not. You have not asked no, that. Well, but- well, so here's an interesting point that I'll I'll say is some people could push back and be like, Well, listen, man, like we're not robots. It's not like like it's not like I should be walking through my house like, God, should I use the stairs or should <laughs> I stay down here right now? It's like, come on, you know? Like obviously he wants us to use our brains, but ultimately I believe in my experience being on this side of the coin, I know that the more control I am giving him and just the more I'm letting him in, um, the more good things happen. So we're like, hmm, well, here's the data. It's going pretty well for this practical guy. So I'm like, we're going to keep doing this. <laughs> we'll see where uh, we'll see where the road leads because, I mean, we're not out of the weeds right now. <laughs> no, we're, we're still not. in the, a year later, we're still in the seeking process. And, you know, we keep feeling like we're close to certain things. And um, I gave the analogy earlier about feeling like we were on the highway going in the right direction. He told us to get off and exit. It For me personally, when I got off that exit, I felt like he was telling me to slow down and focus a little bit more on our family and figuring out how, how to truly thrive with all these little kids in the home. Because I got to tell you, it's hard enough having three kids and at the ages they are, but um, trying to rush around and hustle and figure out how we're going to make this podcast a business and figure out how I was going to get a coaching certificate and all these things was not helping me in the area of being a mother and being a patient, loving, present mother. And so I, I think I'm supposed to do those things, but I really felt God, again, prompting me saying, slow down. I want you to figure out how to get things in order here at home with your kids, with the house, all these things that I have control over. And so one way he answered that when I was like, hey, is this what, you know, just show me I'm supposed to do that and slow down uh, while we got pregnant with our fourth child. 
That's a pretty big answer. And that was a very clear indication <laughs> like to me. I mean, you made it a pretty big deal there, but all right. Right. And that was a, like, a yes or no would have been fine. No, no, we, we felt like we were um, supposed to have another child, oddly enough. But uh, yeah, he, he, he answered me that way. And I felt like I told Chris, I was like, I feel like this is my response is yes. It's, I want you to slow down a little bit. Life's only going to get crazier with another kid. So you got to figure this out. And hopefully in turn, once I, once I can, obviously everybody's situation is different, but once I can figure things out around here, systems wise and learning how to thrive during this chaotic season, my prayer and my hope is that I'll then be able to help other moms because I, that's something I really have a passion for is talking to other moms and helping them through things that I've figured out. Even as little as like posting a silly hack on my Instagram page, like, Hey, vinegar takes out the smell of puke in your clothes. Like so many moms are like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I didn't know that I, my kid's been getting car sick. I'm like, yes, I love helping them with stuff like that. So anyways, long story short, sometimes you gotta be careful what you ask for because he might answer you in a whole new life. Yes. And I just think it's a good example of something that you could, you should be like, Hey, like, where am I going from here? You know, I, I think a really easy one guys is like, Hey, I've been at my job for a long time. You know, do you want me to still be here? That that's when I ask. So, so be careful with that one, but do you want me to still be here? Well, tell I mean, them the signs. I certainly hope it's not like you get, uh, your boss to say, Hey, come in, come in my office <laughs> and you get fired. But like, <laughs> but there, that would we be maybe don't want that, but no, but if well, you that might did, get severance, you'd be no, fine. <laughs> but if you did pray that and that was the right. sign, I believe that means God would have something even Dude, cooler in store. It's insane. So yeah, with Chris, he got the sign. He's like, Hey, do you want me at my job still my business or should that door shut? So the first sign you got was me telling you same day, Hey, weird. I feel like God's telling me to shut the business down. Second sign is stuff started falling apart. Oh my gosh. 40% down in like a matter of weeks. I was like, all right. Okay. Pretty obvious. <laughs> Loud and clear. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like the whole moral of the story is how you hear from God is prompts, little tiny prompts that if you're in communion with him and you take action, you very clearly know, like you have a piece about it if it's right. And then, or stuff starts falling apart if it's wrong. <laughs> right. um, and prompts and signs, <laughs> yeah. which I think years ago we'd been like, oh, God's giving you signs. We would have thought that sounds stupid, but right. it, it's clear. I don't know. Now we're the weirdos too. I can't explain it. If you think people are weird, just, I don't know, walk in our shoes for a day. You're going to feel a little weird, but. We're weird, but I don't know. We're happy. Life's good. I, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. Life's good. I, it's it's hard. It's challenging. The level of certainty is not there. Um, just, I mean, life is aggressive right now for sure. But I would not have it any other way. No, me neither. Me, you, and God make a pretty cool team. Pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> That's why God talks like, "Yo, here's what I want you to do." Because we use words like. Dope. Yeah, sorry for all the coughing. Um, We're so sick. This episode. And yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you hear our hearts within all of this and it, you know, reaches you in a way that you're just like, cool, I'm going to take a step. Or what's even cooler is maybe you've been praying about making a decision. Maybe we're your prompt. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Maybe you're, <laughs> well, you're thinking, getting excited about this campaign yeah, brain over there. Because maybe, because maybe God's using, we had a prompt to do this episode today. And now, and now someone's like, oh, it is. See? You're right. And now they're in their car and you're like, dang it, this is it. There's somebody in their car right now or there's somebody doing something right now and they're listening and they're like, oh my gosh, I've been wondering how do I 
trust God more, like thinking about trusting God or thinking about making a new step. And now this is their sign. So this is your sign. Go do it. This is your sign. Stop it. Sorry. Take that was, next. I was trying to sound like Morgan you, Freeman. You don't. <laughs> Take that. I probably sound more like that with my deep voice right now. <laughs> Take your next step. This is your sign. If God's calling you to it, then I truly believe that it would be so much better than what you could do on your own. So I, th- I thought you were going to do the corny line if he calls you nope, to it. I started to, and I was like, this You were about to. You're like, nah, let's not Too much. All right. People are tired of us. Are you? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Seriously, though, if you think we're crazy, you can share this just because we're crazy, because maybe it'll be a sign for somebody else. Then. <laughs> right. Or if this resonated with you and or you know somebody who could use it, go ahead and share it with them, because... Yeah, you know what? If you think we're crazy and you didn't like this and you want to share it to make fun of us, <laughs> it might backfire on you. Because <laughs> God's on our side. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm done. I'm done too. Bye. Have a wonderful week and subscribe to the podcast. Bye.